talk today about discover. Somebody say discover. And I really believe that as I was praying, I felt like many times we as believers and even even though we're some of us are mature and some of us are just coming along that we really don't know how to commune with God in the place and to and to live creatively and pursue after God. We we are looking for a cookie cookie cutter way and God wants to do wants to blow the lid off of our lives and he wants to show us he through relationship how to follow after him and find out what his will is for our life. And so um to basically it's called discover how to live creatively and pursue God's plan for your life. Thank you Matthew Kim for helping me come up with this um this way of saying it. So Jeremiah 29:11 says for I know the plans that I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you hope and a future amen proverbs 25 2 says it is the glory of god to conceal a matter uh to search out a matter is the glory of kings in first samuel 17 verse 34 to 37 but david said to saul and this is um the whole time where when goliath is coming against the children of israel read the story in chapter 17 And he says, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or bear came and took a lamb out of the flock, I went out after it and I struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard and I struck it and I killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. Moreover, David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. Father, today we thank you, Lord, for your word. We pray that it would translate to every heart, that you would interpret it the way that you design uh, their hearts to receive it, even as our ears hear different words, Lord, with Yanni and Laurel. I pray that everyone would hear what you want them to hear in their hearts so they can go forth and do your will in Jesus' mighty name. Somebody say amen. Slap five with your neighbor and say, Laurel. No, I'm this way. I got a spiritual application out of that, though. That was good, though. Y'all, I don't know if y'all caught that in the prayer. That was prophetic. Let's give the worship team another hand clap. Thank you, Jay. You going to make it, Jay? Okay. Jay's like touching right. God is. So God, I believe in this season, he wants us to discover uh, what his will is for our life. And many times we want God to just what? Tell us. God, tell me what you want me to do and I'll do it. And I understand that concept. But when you talk about a relationship, it's more, uh, God, I want to find out. I want to seek you out uh, to find out what you have for me versus God, tell me what you want me to do. We're not robots, but we're made with a free will. And so God wants to have this type of relationship with us. And so uh, uh, if you have your notes there, there's something new we're going to try out for this series. But to discover is to make known or visible to discover is to make known or visible so there are things that are in secret we we read the scripture here that it's the glory of God to conceal a matter or to conceal a word but it's it's a it's the glory of kings to search it out and so God wants us to search out his will so that it becomes real and it becomes visible and I want to tell you something I was thinking about this as we seek the Lord and, and as we seek his his face and as we we learn how to commune with God what I realize is that we he wants us to do this because it draws him closer we draws us closer to him God regardless of you just doing what God wants you to do God wants to have a relationship 
you know, I have uh, three little kids, and some of you have met them, and, and, I, and we, I, I love the fact, like, uh, we were leaving Connie and Kevin's house uh, the other day, and as we were leaving, 45-minute drive from their house to our house, and sometimes it's like, whoo, this is a long drive, and kids, can y'all please be quiet, you know? But this time, I wish I would have recorded it all, but uh, we did knock-knock jokes the whole way. And, 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 the, and, and we didn't, it didn't make any sense. It wasn't, you know, it was just hilarious. And we, and my son was the best because we would go around in a circle and we'd be like, knock, knock. And who's there? And I would do boo and be like, boo hoo. Why are you crying? Stop crying. Or I didn't mean to scare you. However it goes. And then my son would be like, me, daddy, me, daddy, my turn. And then I'm like, go ahead, son. He's like, knock, knock. I'm like, who's there? He's like, beauty and the beast. And I'm like, beauty and the beast who? And he's like, mommy. And everybody in the car be like, oh, now, what he doesn't know is in our wedding vows, I actually, in my wedding vows, I actually said that I'm the beast and she's the beauty. Was a, so he doesn't even know that. So we go around again. He goes, knock, knock. Who's there? Beauty and the beast. <laughs> beauty and the beast who, Caleb? And he'd be like, mommy, he did this half the way ride home. And then he, I guess he realized that he was saying the same thing over. So then we did knock, knock. And he said, who's there? He said, Michael Jackson. <laughs> I'm like, how does boy know Michael Jackson? And he said, Michael Jackson who? And he says, and then he starts singing a song. What, you know what the song is? It's magic in the air. And he goes, air. And he goes, hey, hey, hey. And I'm like, just sitting there. But what's happening in that moment? In that moment, we're drawing close together. In that moment, we're having fellowship. Listen, sometimes when we think about going before God or hanging out with the Father, we think it's all rules and it's rituals and it's just this. But I'm here to tell you that God wants you to have an intimate, deep, funny, outrageous laugh. Sometimes I had, like today I heard Ashley just laughing. I'm like, what she's laughing about? But she's just having a good time with the Father. Sometimes I'm just laughing in my room or I'm crying. One minute I'm laughing, next minute I'm crying. I'm trying to tell you that when you discover what God, to discover is to make known or visible and God wants us to discover his plan for our life through relationship. Somebody say through relationship. So every day, you know, every day pressing in, what would it look like if, if, if I really wanted a relationship with my wife, it, it, I, I, every day I have to pursue her. Every day I have to sit at the table, you know, and you know how busy life gets. He's like, I just got to get down to business. And she's like, can I just talk to you? And so if you know anything about my wife, like my, I'm a, like, get, let's get to the point. Boom. Hit me. Target accuracy she's like well you know if you go to this mountain and then you skip through the valley and then you end up over here on the mountain again but then you want to go down into the valley again and I'm just sitting there like where is this going where are we going with this but it's not about where we're going it's about relationship and sometimes with God it's not just about where you're going and God what do you have for me what's your plan for my life speak to me God Sometimes it's just enjoying his presence and letting him touch you and letting him love you. Amen. So discover is to make known or visible. God wants us to discover his plan. So what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks is God has given me a creative way to see some of this. And and, and we're going to talk next week about holy curiosity. And then we're going to talk about imagination. And then we're going to talk about hope and faith. And and then Pastor Jason and Michelle are going to preach and they're going to end the message well, with what God is putting in their heart, but I want you to just hang on for a ride, and this is not going to be a three-point message, but this is just a, 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 a way to get into this creative flow with God, to, to learn how he flows, to learn how he uses even your own thoughts and your own questions to lead you in the place that he has for you. And so today, uh, the, my topic, that's just a preface, but my 
my point or my topic or just my discussion is really how to create your history with God by remembering. How to create, create your history with God by remembering. And I want to tell you that we all have a history with God. You have a history with God. And if we look back at the scripture with, with David, David is, uh, the, all of Israel is being faced by this great giant. And this giant is putting fear in everyone. And, and, and everyone is cowering and they're, they're falling to the wayside. But here David, in, when, when he goes to Saul and says, I'm going to fight. And Saul is like, oh, you're just a boy. How are you going to do this? He, he begins to bring up what? His history with God. He begins to declare, no, 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 you don't understand. When I was watching the sheep, I began to, uh, uh, what does he say? A lion came out and I, I killed the lion. And then he said the bear came out. And then he said that he struck it and he killed it. I think the bear, he pulled it by his beard. How many have ever pulled a bear by his beard? Okay, two people in the back. They must be hunters, okay? I know you did it, Jim Jones. I know you did something crazy like that. I was, I was wrestling with the moose the other day. Nothing. <laughs> But look at this, Psalms 139, 13 through 15 says, For you have formed my inward parts. You've covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well. Even if you, uh, many times we ask people, you know, uh, tell me some things that God has done for you. And we cannot uh, quite remember. We have to, it takes time to develop uh, um, uh, our, you know, for our brain to fire off. But I want to tell you right here you have a history that goes all the way to your mother's womb with God it says marvelous are your works in my soul your soul knows very well that God is real and that God has a plan for your life and my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth I want to tell you that it's important that we remember what God has done for us and sometimes to go forward you got to go backwards Sometimes we're, we're so concerned about what the future carries for us, but sometimes we got to go back and say, God, you did this for me. God, you brought me through this place. God, you took me out of this. God, you delivered. God, you, you gave me supernatural strength in this moment. When everything was against me in this time, you spoke to me. You gave me revelation. When, when, I, when I didn't know how my bills were going to get paid, God, you gave me this idea. You got to remember. Isn't it funny how sometimes we, uh, we can come to a situation that looks so much similar to what we've been through before, but we easily forget on how God showed up in that situation? And we're believing for a house and believing to do, uh, walk into some things. And, and, and we're, we, God has taken us down memory lane and said, God, you know, look at how you brought us into Germany. We didn't have a place to live, but someone gave us a place to live. And then six months later, we had our own place in Germany. And then when we came back, we didn't know where we were going to live. And then mother-in-law opened up her house. We lived there. And then you brought us to Alexandria and we got us a house. And then my wife had this feeling that it's time to go again. And then all supernaturally, without the finances, you opened up another townhouse a bigger place three floors that we can live in and now you're going to do it again somebody say he's going to do it again you cannot forget your history with God the enemy will fight you to forget it's important that we remember what has God done for you. And while I'm talking today, I don't just want this to be a one-way discussion, but I want you to begin to have a two-way discussion with God and begin to write things out as you remember them. Man, God did this for me. Man, this happened in my life and God brought me through this. Psalm 77, 11 says, I will remember. Remembering is an act of your will. 
Just like praise, we said, I will bless the Lord at all times. No one can make you praise. You have to choose to praise the Lord. No one can make you remember what God has done for you. You have to choose to remember. And many times we choose to build a testimony on what God hasn't done versus what he has done. And God wants us to build from a platform of remembrance. Hello? I see you guys are thinking today, praise the Lord. So he says, I will remember the works of the Lord surely. Somebody say surely. That means for sure. I will remember your wonders of old. I can't see anything right now, but I'm going to remember what you did. I'm going to remember your wonders of old. And if I can't have my own memories, I'm going to go in your word. I'm going to say, God, if you opened up the Red Sea for Moses and Israel, you're going to open up a way for me. God, if you stretch forth your hand to heal, I declare that you're going to stretch forth your hand today and heal. God, if 18 years I feel like I've been bound up, there's a woman in the word. And the Bible says after 18 years, Jesus said, be loosed. And she was loosed. So I'm going to build a testimony on what you have done versus what you haven't. I will also meditate on all your work and talk of your deeds. So when you remember, you know, when you go down memory lane, like, baby, remember we was here? Baby, remember we first got married? And we was down in Florida, you know what I'm saying? And then three months later, Cheyenne came. Well, she didn't come yet, but we knew she was coming. You guys get my point. It's time that we walk down memory lane with the Lord. It's time to go forward. Sometimes you have to go back. Back to the future, I guess. How fast did he have to go? 84 miles per hour? 88. Maybe we should get like, maybe let's see what Psalms 88 says. Somebody look that up for me and researches it and we'll talk about it later. <laughs> Woo! God wants us to begin to walk down memory lane and say, God, if you did it for me then... I remember, Lord, when you embraced me. I remember when I was at my lowest and when we were living in Germany and we had to give up everything to come back. And we had given our whole lives to go there and we couldn't believe that we were coming back. And I remember falling against the wall and in so much pain and anguish because of the love that God had given me for the land. And now we had to come back. But in those moments, praise the Lord, God met me in those moments. God uh, touched my heart. And matter of fact, those memories, those places in my life is what literally opened up the door in so many ministries and they said we have seen that you have seen the questions of the Lord and we trust you and we know that God has a plan for your life it's not always the good memories but it's where was God in that place where was the hand of God how was God moving somebody said that I I shouldn't be here right now Some of you have that testimony. I should have been dead and gone. You know, even the little things we have to remember. I remember we were walking in, um, uh, uh, um, um, what's the place called? We were walking in Williamsburg, and there's a prayer house down there, and we were with a brother named Ryan McAdams. And I remember my daughter just spinning around, and as she spent around, a truck was coming the same time, and we snatched her, and the truck missed her. Even the little things that we, we choose, sometimes we forget but those are great things that God has done. And we have to remember those things and say, God, you are a protector of my children. God, you will protect my child. You will protect. I remember. And you have to tell of his good. To, don't just keep it in your mind, but declare it out. I've been practicing this in my own life. I've probably been like <laughs> talking my wife ear off about it because I learned new ways to like I want to have a better memory. So I've been like every night just or in the morning remembering my day before. 
like when I first started doing it, it was like really hard. Like my day just seemed like like snapshot. But as I kept doing it, in one place, I've been going to nine rounds. Little shout out to nine rounds uh, kickboxing uh, with JT. Lift up your hand back there, JT. Woo woo. So I've been going to nine rounds. You see how buff I'm getting. No, I'm playing. Trying to lose weight. But, uh, and, and so there's nine different stations, and you go and you do things for three minutes at every station. And so when I first started trying to remember, I couldn't even remember the workouts that I was doing. I was like, what did I do? How did I do it? What? But now the memory is starting to come, and now I'm starting to remember because this is a muscle that you're going to have to work. Somebody say, I got to work it. You got to work that muscle. You got to work that muscle to remember not only your day, praise the Lord, that's wonderful, but remember what God has done for you. Listen to this. Remembering what God has done for you creates a door in your life. So when we remember, let me put it like this. When you remember pain or places where the enemy is accusing you or the places where the enemy is attacking you, what happens is, is that you stay stuck in the place where you are or you are unable to move forward because you're trapped in the past. I don't know about you, but I watch a lot of superhero movies, and the worst thing is is when they get trapped in the past. And they're always looking, they're always looking for a way to get out. They have to strategize. I want to tell you a way that you can get out of your past. Remember what God has done for you in the past. That will create a door for you right now that you will be able to walk through and see the greater wonders of God. I know you're going to have to listen to this two or three times to really get it. But I'm telling you, if you will just begin to remember, you're going to hear this word remember all day long. It's like, remember Malik, Pastor Malik said, remember, remember. If he says remember one more time. Deuteronomy 6.12 says this, then beware. This is serious. Lest you forget the Lord. Let me say that again. Then beware, lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. From the house of bondage. There's a fill in the blank there. Forgetting what God has done can keep you stuck in the place of slavery and bondage. Even as a believer, we must remember that we have been brought out and brought into by the blood of Jesus. The moment we forget that is what he has done. We can put ourselves back in slavery. We can put ourselves back in bondage. But God has called us whom the son has set free. It's free indeed. And so many times when we're counseling and we're, we're talking, especially, let's say, young people or people who are just stuck in some kind of addiction or whatever, we have to remind them that's not who you are. Did you give your life to Jesus? Did you give your heart over to him? Well, he is not looking at you like this. He is looking at you like a son. And you need to remember, you need to go back to the cross. You need to go back to the place where he paid the price for you that can create a door so you can step out of this addiction, so you can step out of this slavery, and you can step into the newness of life that he has for you. Am I preaching to anybody today? We have to remember what God has done for us. Forgetting, when you are forgetful, a lot of things happen. So I have like uh, little things. I don't have it on me right now, but I have keys that Connie has given me. When Connie first met me, I guess she just realized. You want to throw it to me? She realized, boy, Malika is kind of forgetful. So I have a tile on my phone. And when I push it, keys, I can remember. What? You hear it? Now, I pushed it because I lost my phone earlier, so I just found it. Praise God. So wherever you guys hear that phone, that's actually, I just forgot it somewhere up there. It's up there. Thank you. Thank you, guys. <laughs> that wasn't a part of the demonstration, but it worked out pretty well. And, 
And so God wants us to begin to remember. And as we do, it causes us to link up again. It causes us to sync, just like my phone is synced up with this towel. Our hearts begin to sync up with heaven again. And we begin to remember, this is what the Lord has done for me. This is how God brought me out. This is how God delivered me. This is how God saved me. Forgetting what God has done can keep you stuck. How many people want to get unstuck? Let me tell you how you get unstuck. It's a simple word. Remember. Remember what God has done. Even, I want to say this for all of our thinkers. Sometimes we would say, well, this is a different situation. My thing is, is anything too difficult for the Lord? If he did it then, he'll do it again. And what we have to remember is we're not telling God how to do it. We're just saying, God, I know you can do it. If you could do it here, I know you can do it there. Goliath was a lot more daunting than a lion and the bear. He was more aggressive. He was more trained. He was more ready. And he was fearless as it seemed. But David said, God, if you did it here, and if you did it here, I know you're going to do it here. David was fearless because of remembering what God had done for his life. We, when we talk about like our mission statement or our vision of our church, one of the, the, the statements is, is that we want to be a training. We are a training and equipping center that helps people live fearlessly for God, helps men, women, and children live fearlessly for God. And I didn't say that we want to train and equip people to learn how to prophesy or train and equip people to go to the nations. I didn't want to use that verbiage because then we will put ourselves in a box. But if I say we can train people to live fearlessly, then whether it's prophesying, whether it's being a single mom, whether it's being a student, whatever you are in life, that you can live a fearless life. Somebody say, I want to live fearlessly before God. I don't want to have any fear. I don't want a the bills or cause me to have fear. I don't want a bigger house to cause me to have fear. If God did it here and God did it here, then I know he's going to do it there. If God healed me over here, then I know God's going to heal me over there. If God provided for me over here, I know God's going to provide for me over here. If God broke me out of this relationship over here, I know God can set me free over here. Hello? It's me. I've been... Wrong, wrong, wrong place, wrong setting. Somebody said if he did it over here, or if he did it over there, if he did it over there, thank you all my grammar people, he'll do it right here. Somebody say right here, right now. Right here, right now. God's going to do it right here, right now. What are you believing for right here, right now? What are you asking God for right here, right now? You know, there's, uh, uh, um, there's just a, how can I put it? I don't want to seem too mystical, but there is a, um, a storyline. I want to say prophetic, but I'll say a storyline that has been unfolding to our church. And one of the storylines is, is that there has been, uh, in the past, a unity in the city. And there have been people that have come together to pray for our city. And, and over a period of time, just talking to a pastor in the city, uh, just last week, he said, yeah, you know, it just kind of fizzled away. It kind of stopped. And I said, God, if you did it over here, if you did it over there, you can do it right here, right now. And so whatever you're believing for, I want to tell you that it's available. God can do it again. And guess what? When God does it again, he comes greater. How many know when Jesus comes back, he's not coming back like the, the suffering servant? 
When God comes back, he's coming back greater. Somebody say, I'm coming back greater. I'm coming back stronger. I feel like a gospel song. I'm coming back wiser. <laughs> I'm coming back better. No, <laughs> where the organ at? Y'all got to go. Let me give you this. Joshua 2, 20 to 24, last scripture. Well, one more after this. And Joshua, now God has brought Moses through the Red Sea. The children of Israel out of bondage in Egypt, they've gone through the Red Sea. They've gone through the wilderness. They've wandered. They've hit their heads. They've bumps and bruises. But finally, uh, now uh, uh, Moses' successor, Joshua, is bringing his people into the promised land. He's bringing his people into the place of promise. And, and Joshua, the Bible says, as they're going through the Jordan, he said, set up. At Gilgal, the 12 stones they had taken out of the Jordan. And he said to the Israelites, in the future, when your descendants ask their parents, what do these stones mean? Tell them. I just want to stop right there. You as parents, if we are your spiritual parents or if you are natural parents, you need to already start telling your children about the good things that God has done in their life. I, I had a, I didn't do it last night, but I already planned to have a sit down discussion with my daughter about how God healed her when she was a baby. We need to remind our children the Lord is the one who brought. If it had not been for the Lord on my side, where would I be? So if you're a parent, this is a quick little tip. Tell your children about what God, even if you feel like your child is far away, call them up after this and say, hey, I just wanted to remind you that when you were five years old, that there was a prophet that came to the church. I mean, whatever the word was, you need to call your children. You need to call your friends, whoever that person, your mothers, whoever that person is far away from God, even if they are. And just say, this is what the Lord did for you. Do you remember? Do you remember? Oh, sorry. I got to change my Spotify thing going on here. Click, click. Okay. In the future, when the descendants ask their parents, what do these stones mean? Tell them Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground. (laughs) Jordan is wet, but they crossed over on the dry. This is a miracle. For the Lord your God dried up. Who did it? The Lord, your God. You have to remind them that it's the Lord, your God. Not just the Lord, my God, but it's the Lord, your God. We have to emphasize to our children that he's not just the God of Malik. He's just not the God of Ashley, but he's the God of Shiel, Sinai, and Caleb. Sounds like a generational blessing. The Lord your God did to the Jordan what he has done to the Red Sea. And he had to say this because he wants to say whatever you're facing. I don't know when he's going to tell them this testimony, but there's going to be another river. There's going to be another place that God's going to have to open up in their life. And he wants to say, if God did it here in the Red Sea and God did it here in the Jordan, God's going to do it whatever sea you're about to pass through. That's what's important about remembering. Here, here, or there, there, and here. He did this so that all the peoples of the earth might know that the hand of the Lord is powerful and so that you might always fear the Lord, your God. Let me say this, your place of encounter, I hope you catch this, your place of encounter is also your place of revelation. Wherever we encounter the Lord, he reveals something to us. When he passed through with, uh, who was it, with Abraham, he made himself known as what, Jehovah Jireh, was that correct? I mean, when, when he was going to, uh, uh, you know, sacrifice his son, he came as Jehovah Jireh. What do you, what do you, when you remember something about God, it's an attribute of who he is, is revealed to you. 
We know God as our healer. We know God as our way maker. We know God as our provider. Who do you know God as? Hello? Who do you know God as? Because that's revelation. You're going to have to hold that tight. And that is what you're going to have to pass down to your kids and your spiritual sons and daughters. Somebody say, I'm going to have spiritual sons and daughters. I'm just going to prophesy over a whole church. We're going to be a church full of mothers and fathers. No orphans in this house. People knowing their identity, walking in the love of God, living fearlessly before God, remembering what he did at the Red Sea, remembering what he did at the Jordan, remembering what he made. I mean, if God have to open up the Potomac, let's go. Nothing is too difficult for the Lord. What are you looking to open up? We have a prophetic word over our church that when we drive through the city that God is unzipping, there's an opening over our city. I'm declaring, God, you're opening up D.C. You're opening up our region to the glory of God. Praise the Lord. Your place of encounter is also your place of revelation. We have to remember what God has done for us. And through that, we can Begin to see his way. Moses said, Lord, uh, show, uh, you know, it's not just show me your ways, show me your glory. But we need, when we see the ways of God, when we see how God moves, it reveals to us who he really is. Who is God to you? I remember, and I've probably said this here before, but I shared my testimony with a couple yesterday. And it kind of brought a lot of memories and stuff up. And I was, I was thinking again, and I said, man, you know, for someone, you know, um, you know, just... Uh, I had bad relationships with my father, my adoptive father. We got reconnected now, but my uh, my and my dad before I met my biological family because I was adopted. Six months before I met uh, my biological family, my father actually uh, uh, died, so I actually never met him. So just a bad thing with like fathers and father figures. And I, I never forget that I would always get these prophetic words that God was going to make me a father. And I was like, how can God make me a father when I don't even know my father? Like, how can I even be a father? And I will always get these words about being a father. And, and, and so um, I never forget that I had a dream. And, and if I said this, excuse me, I just want to say it again. But I had a dream. And in that dream, uh, uh, my mother was in the old house, the house that I grew up in. And my mother uh, was like, uh, um, uh, Malik, open the door. And I didn't open the door, but I saw like this man. Oh, actually, my mom opened the door and this man uh, walked in the house and he just looked like an ordinary guy. And, and the way that my house was shaped, you can go you can go uh, in through the door to the living room or you can go around through the kitchen, through the dining room, into the living room. And so this man, whoever he was, he walked and he is an ordinary guy. He looked very ordinary. But as he walked through, I couldn't see him because he was going through the kitchen and he was going through the dining room. And when he came, there's an arc that led from the dining room into the living room. And as I was in the dream, as I was standing there, uh, my, my mom said to me, Malik, behold your father. And I saw this man and now he wasn't just an ordinary man anymore. He was this tall uh, person and I couldn't really see his face. All I can remember was seeing his eyes and he had to stoop down to come underneath the ark and as he came underneath the ark he looked at me with eyes all I could tell you is when I looked in his eyes it was like eyes of worship they were deep waters when I looked into his eyes and and he put his arm around me and as he put gave me this embrace and this hug immediately I felt the love of the father immediately every place of abandonment every place of rejection every place of not knowing fell out of off of my life and I woke up knowing who my father was I want to tell you that God can give you a dream. God can reveal it. And nobody can tell me anymore that God is not my father. 
When God revealed himself to me like that, no one can tell me he's not real. No one can. Matter of fact, no one can take your history from God. People can say all day, well, okay, you got to prove it. Prove God is real with science and prove it. And I said, I've had an encounter. I've met him. He is real. He speaks to me. He leads me. He guides me. I was on the I was on the bus one day. I'm going to end with this. I was on the bus one day in New Jersey, and I didn't know the word of God. All I knew is that uh, I was just radical. I was on fire. I just wanted more of God, and I didn't have a whole lot of scriptures underneath my belt. And I remember I was on the bus, and I was just crazy at that time. I was just like, I was just singing. I was telling everybody. I was smiling at everybody just to engage with them so I can start telling them about Jesus. And I remember uh, uh, this um. Uh, this guy was telling me, and I was like, yeah, Jesus is Lord, and Jesus loves you. And this guy in the back comes up to me, and, and, and they have this uh, um, a belief about the 5%. I won't go into all of it, but basically that, that the, he was saying that he was God. And so he came up to me and said, let me tell you, son, young man, uh, you, uh, you think you know this God? I'm going to tell you, you don't really know the scriptures. And he just started to blurt out like five or ten different scriptures I'd never even heard of. And, he, and it, was, it seemed in my heart that he was twisting them, but I had no proof to tell him. And so we got out the bus into the bus terminal and this guy he was just badgering me and and finally the holy spirit rose up in me and i said have you ever heard god's voice and he looked at me like what are you talking about i said god speaks to me every day god tells me people's names god tells me what people are going through i go i pray for them god heals them have you ever heard god like this how many know what happened the discussion ended no one can take away your history with god And that's why we have to remember what God has done for us. Somebody say amen to this. I'm going to end like this. Because David had a history with God, he was able to trust God for the greater. Because David had a history with God, the bear, the lion, and now Goliath. The Red Sea, the Jordan, and now whatever you're facing. When you... Uh, have a history with God, you're able to trust God for the greater. This is how we create our history, by remembering. And as you remember and you say, God, you did all these things for me, you're creating a greater door to go into the future that God has planned for your life. I'd like the worship team to come up if you don't mind. In Revelations 19.10, last scripture, it says, worship God. Somebody say, worship God. So we did today so wonderfully, so deep, so prophetic. And it said, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Listen, when you begin to remember what the Lord is doing for your life, some people say, well, I don't, I don't really have the gift. I really don't prophesy. Every time you remember what God has said and you declare it, God has delivered me. God has set me free. God did this in my life. You are prophesying. It says the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Every time you declare what God has done, you're prophesying that God can do it again. Hello? Every time someone comes up here, like I love what Elise came up here and said she didn't go through the whole testimony, but she's had a fire. She's had a truck stolen. She had people breaking in her house. They had to change the locks. Did you get that? But she said, through it all, God's still doing something. I'm about to buy my house today. Take that, devil. And, if, and when she says that, she's telling somebody here, no matter what the devil has tried, I'm telling you, he brought you through the fire, and God brought you through the water, and God's going to get you into the place that he has for you. Do you get that? So when people come up or people tell you, sit at the table, my, my uh, old pastor, she used to say to me, she used to say, now listen, when you sit at the table with someone you don't know, shut up long enough so they can talk to you. I know that's not a nice word. I'm sorry for the kids that are here. Be quiet. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. I felt convicted. Sorry, Lord. Be quiet. She says, shut up. But anyway, 
quiet. Why? Because you want to hear their testimony. Because their testimony is going to get, it's prophesying to your life that God's about to do something in you. So I want to challenge us here today. You know, many times we, we talk and we, you know, maybe surfacey, but sit down with somebody. Listen to Pastor Timothy's testimony. Listen to Timothy over here and Melody, their testimony. Listen to Matthew Kim up there. Listen to JT and Carl's testimony. Listen to uh, 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 Kevin's testimony. Listen to Caitlin's. Listen to Selwyn. Listen to somebody's testimony and let it start to prophesy in your life. If God did it then, he can do it now. You guys can play. You guys getting all set up? I should have called you up earlier. So this is what I want us to do for the last couple of minutes, and we're going we're gonna to close out. I want our prayer team to come up as well. And if you need prayer, if you just feel like the enemy is attacking you, you just feel like there's something going on and it's stopping, try to stopping you from getting into your destiny and your promise, we're going to pray for you. We're going to lay hands on you, and we're going to believe that. It, but what I want to tell you, in the midst of that, we want you to remember what God has done for you. Remember his hand in your life. And if you see at the bottom of the notes, there's just a little line. There's a little four. Mine has like eight lines, but I didn't have enough for the room for the paper. But there's about four lines. And I just want you to take a couple minutes. We're going to sing through a song real quick. And just think about something that God has done for you. Think about a victory. that, in, And maybe you don't equate it to God. Maybe you didn't know, like, man, this actually was God in my life. Maybe God spared me from this maybe God spared me from an abusive marriage or maybe God spared me and he said whatever the case is think and start to remember where did the hand of the Lord move in your life and I want us to take a couple minutes and remember this and then we'll call you up for prayer and we'll dismiss amen thank you Lord